everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. This is a show where we're talking about sex in the city and we are into season six. Uh, we are talking today about season six, episodes five, six, and seven. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hi. How are you doing? Great. Uh, these episodes are really iconic. I'm so excited yeah. to talk with you about them. Yeah. Uh, I think that these episodes are the three that won won me over to sex in the city and also that I have seen the most. I think that season six was on TBS or TNT or whatever a lot. This is a TBS repeat over and over. We got the posted note. We got the proposal. We got a lot of stuff happening in these three. Yes. Yes. And I, I thought that these episodes I think were earlier than they are, but they cram a ton, a ton of iconic stuff into these three episodes. Yeah, it's so incredible to see this show just really, you know, in season six, there is so much happening. Like, I thought Smith was around for so much longer than he was. He's only in season six. Yeah, but exactly. There were so many just iconic moments that you know, they hit their stride. They know what they're doing. I wish yes. this show could have run for longer. I know. I kind of wonder why they stopped it at six. Was it just the, you have to wonder if it was the, the personal clashes that just made it untenable or, or what, because it does seem like they kind of went out at the, the height of their powers. Yeah. I wonder if that was part of it or if they wanted to do other things or what it was, but I mean, I actually am curious and might do a little deep dive on that because they had so many more stories that they could have told and six seasons is amazing for a show, but I think they easily could have done eight and probably 10. Yeah, I think so too. No question. Yeah. I mean, especially in the sort of, if they'd done it some more seasons, like season five with their uh, truncated seasons. Yeah. That's definitely manageable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the first episode is called lights, camera relationship. And uh, the, this, we have Carrie trying to introduce burger to Prada uh, uh, and then also we have Miranda making cupcakes, uh, for Steve's girlfriend. And... Of course she got roped into making cupcakes for Debbie. I mean, bless her heart. <laughs> and yes. And then we have Charlotte who is, uh, trying to get back into the dating world. Uh, so a lot going on here. Uh, but uh, overall, what do you think of this episode? Yeah, this episode is really fun I think what makes it a little bit of the ick factor is what we've already seen a little bit of is is Berger really having a difficult time managing his own ego yeah well and and I do like the fact that he acknowledges that he's weak you know the show is not trying to justify his behavior at all and sometimes people are weak and petty and you know that happens and uh and at least that I think makes his character interesting. He's not like just a jerk. He's like at least a jerk who knows he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which actually you're right. It does make it better. There's a self-awareness to it and almost yes. a desperation of he's saying, I don't want to be this guy. Yes. Yes. Uh, so she takes him to Prada and uh, he's overwhelmed. He gets kind of sloshed with the free champagne. Uh, I, I, I understand what he is feeling uh because i can't i think i would have sticker shock too uh, at these places i 
I, I'm not judging anybody how you spend your money, you know, live your life, but <laughs> it is hard for me to understand some of the prices for some of the things. Like I can wrap my brain around, I think going in and getting a dress, a custom tailored, beautiful, really, you know, whatever dress. Uh, if you want to see a really, really cute movie, you should check out uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's all about this uh, woman who decides that she wants to get a custom dress from Dior. Uh, and uh, it's really cute. Uh, I can understand that. But when you're talking about a shirt, a button-down shirt, and I I looked at just out of curiosity uh, on the Prada site to see what they don't have any button down shirts currently on the Prada men's site, but they do have a turtleneck, just a plain black turtleneck. And you would spend at least $1,500 for what? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. That the cheapest thing that they had in the men's section was $1,500. And I truly thought it would be ridiculous, but I was thinking more like 800, 850. Yeah. 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 No, the, the cheapest thing currently on the Prada website is $1,500, uh, for the men's section. Uh, and it was turtleneck and, and not like cashmere or anything, just like turtleneck $1,500. I, I struggle oh, with that. Mad. Like, and, and yeah, I, I would yeah. struggle with <laughs> I would be like burger because I don't know. I mean, how, how different can a button down shirt be, you know, that you spend maybe what, like if you go to Macy's or wherever, buy a button down shirt, uh, you're going to spend maybe a hundred dollars. I mean, tops. Well, I, I think what's, you know, when you think about these kind of prices, right. So I've like, I used to buy super, super cheap clothes, fast fashion, and they do fit differently. So say like a, a $12 t-shirt is going to fit differently than like a really nice, even $30 t-shirt. Right? right. But then when you start to get up into what we're talking here, which is just for the name, it doesn't fit differently. It doesn't look better. It's just for the cachet yeah. of it. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about this because she had gotten my dad some clothes from J crew and she's like, Ooh, designers. And I was like, and I was telling her about this episode. Cause there's, there's sort of that level. There's like the, uh, J crew, Eddie Bauer and other, and then just sort of department store sort of levels. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's the designer levels are just a different, it's just a different world. It, it truly is. I will say uh, kudos to your mom because I, I used to never wear J. Crew because, you know, it was <laughs> expensive. And I will say it's like a dream. Do yeah. I have like one J. Crew dress and I wear it all the time yeah. because it, it, it does. It is made well. It fits great. But it's not again. It's this astronomical price yeah. that boggles my mind. And uh, if you go on the Prada website, they have. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. The price is like the, uh, I mean, Carrie's dress at least, at least 3,500 at least, okay. um, I, uh, probably more like $6,000 for her dress. I mean, we need to talk about this. <laughs> Carrie does not have Charlotte's income, right? Like, how does Carrie, it, it, 
she worries me. I mean, this, yeah. this would just not be sustainable. Like, look, she's very successful and we know she gets the $25,000 advance that we'll talk about, but like, that is a good chunk of money, but mm-hmm. it's a big chunk of money to her. Right. And that's what boggles my mind. If she's spending $3,500 pretty regularly on clothes and we know she spends a lot on shoes, then a $25,000 advance. Well, it goes quick. It yeah. goes quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you get in these bubbles. People think, how the heck does somebody go bankrupt when they're like famous athletes or, or, uh, you know, actors or whatever, but you get in these bubbles where you're spending like, I don't know, a hundred dollars on water and it just gets crazy. Yes. And I mean, I'm just, I mean, we know Carrie does not have a sustainable financial plan for her life. No. Yes. I think her plan is to borrow money from big. That's that's Uh, Yeah. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. Uh, So I, I, I just, I would love to hear somebody's defense of why this shirt is worth $1,500. I mean, and he does say that's a a whole month of rent, which. Yeah. Which actually tracks for a cheaper new york city yeah like if he has a studio in a neighborhood that actually totally tracks Mm -hmm. yeah uh so yeah we find out carrie gets the 25k advance and then she runs into amy sedaris and found out that amy sedaris just got fired seems unlikely to me that if amy sedaris had just gotten a book that in france alone had a royalty of $25,000, which is a lot, I think, uh, that because most most authors don't make that much money off of their yeah. books, unless you're talking like Stephanie Meyer, JK Rowling, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. like most authors are, yeah. most authors are working multiple jobs. Yeah. And that was to, just her advance. Like uh, they're hoping for she makes one more. country for, for one France. country. Mm-hmm. So it seems unlikely that Amy Sedaris would get fired if this book is so successful that she, prom- you know, promoted that she was the publicist. On- I wonder if they just needed a way for her to talk about Burger, and but I guess it wouldn't matter. She could still have that conversation, even if she did still work for them. Well, yeah. So she finds out that the publisher dropped Burger, that they are not, they are not picking up his second book. Uh, and, uh, so that's why Berger is very insecure and, uh, jealous yeah. of Carrie. I mean, and- this is bad news bears <laughs> yeah. for Berger, bad news bears for Berger. I get it. It's, it's tricky and it is difficult. I'm sure I, I haven't experienced this, but when someone is in your same profession and you're having a, a downward trajectory and they're going up. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W-Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and anywhere else you find your podcasts. It's easy to do to feel jealous (laughs) 
I mean, I've, I've felt it. There have been people that have come into the podcast space that have just hit it off and done great. And yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to not feel jealous. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also I'm not dating those people. So I think that would be even harder if I was. (laughs) I doubt you'd want to be. No, I don't think so. And I, I can sympathize with Berger. I, I guess where it gets me is I think he's, he does take it into a judgmental place. Um, and then that's frustrating. Yeah. I have a much easier time dealing with mopey than angry and judgmental. And I think you hit the nail on the head there, Rachel, like he is getting so judgmental and he's not letting her have the joy that comes with her success, which you know she has worked really hard for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we have, uh, we have Charlotte. She is very offended by the fact that everyone thinks she's just going to give up Judaism because she's not with Harry. And <laughs> I, I just, I thought her whole scene with Anthony was really funny. Oh my gosh. Rachel, she, and I love that she is committed to this now. She's Mm -hmm. not a fair weather Jew, as she said. Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I liked their fashion uh, in that's in this, in the diner scene uh, where they, Carrie has like a dress with like a tie dye-ish kind of print. Yeah. And then Charlotte has a white top, uh, on and, uh, I don't know, all four of them I thought looked nice in that I'm impressed scene. with the fashion in this season. I don't yes. think they're doing as many weird things, which I'm all for weird, but sometimes you're mm-hmm. like, what is, I mean, some of the things that Carrie was wearing, I think it was in five or was it in four? We're just bonkers. Yeah. I, and, I, I like kooky style of dress. Yes. And uh, I, what did you think of the Prada dress though? The brown a- with the horseshoe kind of on the shoulder. Like it was fine. It was cute. I wouldn't pay more than I would. I probably wouldn't pay more than $40 for it. Yes. Like, what um, did you think? Did I you didn't like it? love it. Just, I mean, it was okay. As far as the design, it was fine. But I don't think the color was particularly good for for Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, that brown, kind of muddy. That would have looked much better on on Kristen Davis, you know, or mm-hmm. some, I don't know, with the darker complexion. I think would have looked better with that dark, with that brown. Um, I think you've said it before, and I agree. Carrie looks really great in vibrant colors. Yes. So if this dress had been a pink or a red or something like that, it would have a lot more or blue. Uh, this just kind of muddy brown. I don't know. It didn't do much yeah. for her. I don't think. No. And she paid a lot for it to do. A not lot. much. A lot. Um, so we have Smith uh, is in this play. He wants to become an actor. Um, this play. <laughs> what made me laugh? I mean, I don't know what exactly this play is, but <laughs> It looked brutal. And I tell you, I don't blame Samantha. She was just like, I don't want to go to this play. The number of plays I've been in like that, not in Brooklyn, but in Queens, there was no nudity in any of mine. Let me just say uh-huh. this. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, not in any of the shows that I was in. But uh-huh. However, 
just shows that you're like, what is going on? What is happening? And no one is in the audience. So I could relate to Smith. And yeah. I love that he's like, I, I, I love my craft. He's just <laughs> darling. I love this man. I love this man for her. Yeah. It reminds me of a great episode of How I Marry Your Mother where there's like, there's off Broadway, there's off, off Broadway. And then there's whatever Lily was. <laughs> Where yes, she's absolutely. like literally the whole play is them like spraying water at the audience so and saying moist bizarre. over and over. <laughs> moist, moist. I did a show once. It was probably the first show I did when I moved to the city. It was a one act play festival in Queens. A great cast and great director, and it was a good writer. But the way it came together was so strange. And we were standing at thought, like looking four of us looking straight out into the audience, wearing paper bat bags over our heads, and like monologuing at them and I remember just thinking oh my gosh no what we're like holding them hostage you're like what am I doing with my life (laughs) I sure was I still think that regularly when I get myself into weird situations where I'm like no one's enjoying what I'm peddling here (laughs) uh it was funny (laughs) um and Carrie asked the question, does this new man exist? Are the men of today less threatened by women's power or are they just acting? Oh, uh, you know, you I think? don't know. I, I guess I haven't dated enough to really answer this question. Um, I, I think that I, I think it's more just, I think there is a little bit of that that we still have a dynamic where men can be threatened by strong women. I think that still exists. I also just think we're just threatened in general by strong people. Like I think that I'm sometimes I can be threatened by a strong woman, it, you know, and get insecure about my own. Cause I think we all feel like imposters yes. in our own life. And that's imposter syndrome is totally a thing. And so I think that men can be threatened by strong men. I think that they can be threatened by strong women and I don't know if that's necessarily equal. I do think they maybe are a little, there's still a little bit of that gender dynamic going on, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's an issue. What do you think? Well, I love what you're saying about imposter syndrome because I I'm always like, I don't have imposter syndrome. I'm actually just an imposter. (laughs) Like it's not (laughs) that, you know what I mean? Do you have that where you're like, I'm so deep in it. Sometimes it's like, no, no, no. I'm not thinking it. I'm actually really good at tricking people. So like, I get that. But, um, I, I think I agree with everything you said. I think for me, at least what I've encountered is that maybe because it's like the actor freelancer thing, I don't feel like I've ever intimidated anyone like financially. And I think that maybe I have friends who work in other industries that make a lot like women who make a really good living. And I think they ran into a lot of trouble. So that's mm-hmm. just at least what I've observed. Yeah. Um, not with every, not with every, and these are women who are dating men, not with every guy they're dating, but I do think it's sometimes a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it definitely can happen. And yeah, I mean, for me, where I feel like the, imp- where I catch myself with the imposter syndrome is, is like when I, when I interviewed Andrea Canning, who's like super nice and wonderful, but in a, to me, that's like, she's a real journalist. I'm just like 
messing around at home in my house, you know, like I, and so, so I'm like, I mean, she does not, she, she like yeah. interviews for a living on like Dateline, you know, like I am not a professional journalist. And so that's when I, especially anytime that I'm kind of elevated to that level, you know, like, just like, oh, I don't know, like what Christmas con, you know, sitting there in between, in between e-news and people magazine, I'm like, what? Ah. But, uh, but, but also like weirdly, not weirdly, I just think like Christmas con, I feel like that's your domain more than it's their yeah. domain. Like, I understand. No, it's true. Think, but you know I, what I just... mean, like, I think you belong there more than they do. It's <laughs> yeah, fair. It's true. But I, but I still, I'm just like, I, I, am why, why am I in, in this line with all these journalists? Like, that's when I feel imposter syndrome is like when I'm treated like an actual journalist and I'm like, uh I'm just, I'm just somebody at my house, you know, like talking to my friends. <laughs> I'm not a journalist. What's going on? But well, uh, think, I've interviewed over 350 we... people, so <laughs> I guess I should. Well, I think what you do sits in a very interesting intersection of things because it's, say, it's journalism, but it's also reviewing and it's also entertainment. So it's yeah. an interesting cross section of I can see in some ways why you would feel like that only because you're in multiple spaces. And I don't really know that many people that intersect those in the way that you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm imposter in all three areas. Oscar oh, is for real? That's a, okay. So is there <laughs> one where you're just like, I'm, I'm killing it in this realm. Like, but especially when I have like, in uh treated as a actual journalist i'm just like but uh but you know you just step up to the plate and get it done yeah you do and you wear a santa (laughs) hat when you do it i'm all for that if we Um, if we dress up it's all good so so burger takes carrie on this motorcycle ride and i don't know how you could really get that fast in manhattan I know what she's saying about going over the bridge, but also like, I've never ridden on a motorcycle, but I've ridden a bicycle. I know it's not the same thing, but everything does feel fast to me, at least. I mean, I think it's just like, I don't even know Mm -hmm. if he was going that fast or being reckless, but I'm sure being on a motorcycle is kind of scary. What did you think about this whole interaction? I don't know. I, again, it felt a little unrealistic to me because I'm just like, how fast could you be going in Manhattan like could you really be that fast yeah and so it was a little hard for me she... to get into the moment and then you know she complains about helmet hair but she's her hair is in a ponytail so you, she can't you... have helmet hair from ponytail with a ponytail no I and the ponytail looked great and it, but it looked like it would stay right yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. yeah so, I don't know it to me, it seemed like she was just annoyed that he wasn't there with the cab and she was going to find a reason to complain anyway. Yeah, it made her feel kind of petty uh, because her objections didn't make sense to me. Uh, but then, you know, he says, I don't want to be this guy. Um, and he says, sorry, I didn't think I was going that fast. And uh, he doesn't want to get on the red carpet. The people on the red carpet ignore him. So he says he wants to leave. And I don't know. I mean, I just feel like you just, 
that's just part of being in a relationship is attending events that you don't want to attend that are important to the other person. Yeah, I think it was an awkward moment where she's like, Jack Berger, he's a writer too. It was, and I know she wasn't doing it to be like that, but it just, it all felt like I'm sure all of his insecurity buttons are getting pushed. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, Stanford is there. And I loved it when he says, a stud is born. Spot on. I love Stanford. He's so great. <laughs> And uh, and then yeah, Charlotte meets Tony from Prada, um, in there at the uh, play, um, and then we also have Miranda making cupcakes for Debbie. <laughs> she goes over there. She thinks it's for uh, it's for the play group. Turns out it's for Debbie, and it, yeah, these are uh. I guess rough uh home homespun cupcakes. Home They're not professional. Yeah. Good good word for that, Rachel. Yeah. yeah. And she has they have to write happy birthday rustic. Day. Yeah, very rustic. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> yes. Um, and so that yes, she says that uh that she's playing a part of the uh I'm not in uh love with Steve part. The, the one woman show of I'm not in love yes. with Steve. <laughs> and Steve continues to be adorable. Yes. Um, he he has no idea that she's feeling this way, which you can't blame him because her behavior to him hasn't really changed that much. No, she covers a lot. And yes. when he kisses her on the forehead, though, it's adorable. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh yeah miranda miranda calls carrie and she's like sobbing and carrie's like move away from the icing <laughs> and she does she yes. listens to carrie uh-huh. and then uh, says blame the baby that's what they're there for <laughs> she's not wrong yeah about the cupcakes and so uh yes so she ends up going to the the red carpet and everything and uh so that is this episode what would you give this one one to ten this is tough because in this package of episodes it's probably my least favorite but i really really like it so i think i'm gonna give it an 8.5 i think that's good yeah i think that's good next we have episode six this is hop skip and a week and uh this episode we have charlotte uh in the blind date scene uh the synagogue blind date scene all the the (laughs) the moms are desperate to set her up with their sons and so she goes on some uh some funny dates in this one and uh, i really just thought it was hilarious when uh, she ends up on the date with Berger and Carrie and then and then they who are fighting in a fight. And uh and she said that that Charlotte uh Charlotte left two bad dates of the night. It's her second bad date of the night. Oh, and it was. It was. I mean, they the tension was so th- thick you could cut it with a knife. And the the weird thing was is that I got why Carrie was annoyed with Berger's comment because he did seem a little insensitive to Charlotte, but then Carrie was really cutting about the way 
Berger was insensitive. And then that made him, it was, you just see both sides of it, but it really snowballed into something nasty. Yes. And I mean, Carrie has, has a right to order her food however she wants, especially if you're a fancy place like that, then you can get it without parsley if you want, because it is true that parsley is on everything. So you do need to make sure it's kind of like, if you don't like, like pepper or something like that's just yeah. Well, I really have a difficult time. I think that we, especially in media, we see it portrayed as women being like finicky or fussy about this. And really it's just asking them to give you what you want, but we seem to have a problem when women do it. Yeah, And it's so annoying because she's not even being particularly fussy. She's just saying, I don't want parsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I, I do understand when he says, I can't believe you put me down, uh, in front of your friend because she is pretty dismissive of him. So I can understand why he would feel that way. And then he says, when did you stop being on my side? And I can understand that too. Yeah. Because she really does kind of like go for it. She's like, don't talk that way to her. And it doesn't even feel like, I think she could have pivoted the conversation. Like, Oh no, I, I, you know, Charlotte, I totally get it. And more like reassured Charlotte rather than saying something like that to burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so Carrie's on jury duty and <laughs> she, she thinks that she can get out of it because she's a freelance writer. No, you cannot. Uh, I've never had jury. Well, I, I, I had to check in one time, but I've never actually served jury duty. I haven't uh, yet either, but I, I don't. I, it depends. Would you be interested in doing it? I would just to see how the, I would be interested in sort of the machinations of how it all works. And and I don't think you get an instructional video narrated by Diane Sawyer. I wish. Like, <laughs> I highly doubt that. I was just like, introduction to the, <laughs> your day. How do we get Serving that? the yeah. court, you know, like what? That was funny. Yeah, that'd be lovely. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, I don't think we have that kind of production values in the uh, in the court system. I guess <laughs> maybe it's a federal crime. Then maybe yeah, yeah. then you get Diane Sawyer. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a guy there at the jury duty that uh, keeps bringing out weird things out of his briefcase. So we have a uh, man- a mango. And he gets a mango, which yeah, is a kind of a a hard food to eat on the road. Definitely. I haven't tried, but I probably <laughs> wouldn't fruit. I mean, I for me okay, I love eating banana on the go, but then you have the peel. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's they they it's very drippy. I mean, assuming it's ripe, uh very drippy. So it would be hard to eat it without just being a complete mess, as well as like an apple, which doesn't really drip yeah. that much. Yes. And mango is the drippiest of all. Yeah. 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 And Berger's like, well, if he brings a uh, pineapple, then you don't really know. It's cute. uh, um, So also the uh, Charlotte says that the the date that she's on brings her, she goes on this terrible date um, and the guy brings her carnations and she says, oh, this is a filler flower. It's not a real flower. And Berger's just like, what? Uh, and uh, Carrie says that, oh, I like carnations. 
pink carnations. Uh, I, I, I think I would be excited if any, if a guy brought me flowers, period. Um, yeah, I think honestly, like any gesture is cute. A pack of licorice. Sure. Like it's just showing they're thinking about you. Yes. Uh, but I mean, it is a filler flower. She's not wrong. (laughs) Like, I mean, she's telling the truth. I, I think I do bristle at people who sort of place judgment on like tokens of affection like that because it's like someone now I can understand if you've been with someone for a long time and it's your birthday or something and they do give you something that you're just like this doesn't feel like me it feels like you don't know me or something I can understand maybe going because I'm so emotional about things I could see I've never had that happen either but I could just imagine going into that realm but someone just going on a first date with any sort of gesture is just lovely I think yeah I agree uh so then we have uh, that burger saying he needs space and uh, we also get uh, Samantha saying the test of a relationship is how you smile slash brown she, she said, <laughs> he has a point and she's supportive of this whole idea she's like use this time to think about what you want and uh, and the Carrie says do we need distance to get close I have to say I'm really enjoying the Samantha of season six. I think she's, um, not that she was one dimensional before, but I think that we're getting to see interesting sides of her. I see it with Smith and she's still her, like, you know, sex loving Samantha, but you see him, you see her caring about him and then like being good at her job and offering this advice to Carrie. I don't know. I just, I'm really into her. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of wish that she she would listen a little bit more to Smith uh, and not just sort of steamroll, you know, especially them. So she makes him this, she says, this is, this is what you really want is to become an actor. And okay. And so she gets him to be the absolute guy on Times Square billboard. Uh, And that is a little bit, I think, unfeeling the fact that he is, and a recovering alcoholic uh in AA to have him I mean it's like couldn't she have come up with something else something else you know like an underwear model yeah also I mean I I don't feel like publicists publicists promote clients but they don't create advertising campaigns I mean, I just think he's so good looking that she's like, I know I can introduce him to anyone. And, and to your point, I agree that she's not listening to him, but there's something character wise about it. And then hoping that she'll change that I find interesting about her arc in this Mm -hmm. season. But yeah, she isn't really, I mean, he wants to be a serious actor. Yes. And, and it is funny when she says that you get the gays first, then the girls and Hollywood will follow. And yeah, that's not wrong. No, I, I love when Charlotte's on that blind date with that guy, and he's like, "Look, we both know I'm gay." Yeah, she's like, "Oh, cool!" And then he puts he points to the picture of Smith, and he's like, "Can you introduce me to him?" And she's like, "He's straight." <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And uh, then we have yeah Charlotte going on all these bad dates, and uh, Miranda is struggling with the mom guilt big time. Uh, she's, uh, she's giving up a lot of time at work 
and uh, she's not there to put Brady to bed. She misses him the whole day, basically. Um, and uh, it's tough. I mean, I I don't know how moms do it uh, in general, but you know, working moms, stay-at-home moms, unbelievable. They're all. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's anyone really who's momming is yes. uh, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> like, and it's so sad that she feels like she can't even do an adequate job in either but what I think the most frustrating thing is she actually feels way more confident about what's happening at work and guilty about at home and then they're giving her a hard time at work it's like people back off I I feel like I do feel and hope that it's true that at least the workplace dynamic has changed even in the last five six years that we're a little bit more um aware of parenting I hope I think what's hard is that I, at least I can imagine that it would be hard because you have, uh, you always have the, uh, the, you always have the new graduates that are there ready to kill themselves for the, you know, the firm or wherever it is you're doing right. Nipping at your heels, uh, at the same time that you need to spend more time at home. And so there's always somebody who can replace you at work uh, where that, but what are you going to do? Because I think it would be hard because how much do you give up a family time in order to, in order to make things work at work, but how much is, is also too much and you have to be dedicated to work, finding that balance. I mean, I, I, I don't have a family, so I don't have to worry about that. But if I did, it would be a problem because I have zero work balance at all. I mean, my job is a hundred percent my whole life. Um, I think you and I are similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, like, I think it's very, yeah, I, I think it'd be very difficult to balance having kids you know I think Mm -hmm. that like I still make time to like see my my family like my birth family whatever you want to say but like if I had kids like a kid is an everyday thing that their schedule as it should dictates your whole life yeah it's kind of like those ads I think it's for like Dayquil or something like that when uh (laughs) you see the you see the guy and he's like, I'm all sick and I need a day off or whatever. And, and he, he's, you he, he think he's talking to someone at work, but no, it's, it's his kid. And <laughs> he's kind of looking at him like, uh, <laughs> okay. There are no days off. <laughs> no, there are no days off. And we would not be podcasting midday during the week. If we- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially when you're doing a solo, like Miranda is, I I'm blown away by, by, uh, single moms. Oh my gosh. She's doing incredible. And like, I think also another thing with that is not to take away anything from what Miranda is doing because she's incredible, but she's also a woman who has a great job and a lot of money and privilege and can afford help and has the money. Mm -hmm. And it's like people who don't have that. It's like even more hats off to them. Yeah. Well, so then, um, Miranda tells the people at work that she's cutting back to 50 hours a week, 55 tops. Uh, and uh, still a very full work week. Yes. 
And uh, so you know, she's just still going to get it done. Uh, and uh, they'll have to make it, make it work. I'll have to make it work. And uh, and then we have the cutest scene ever in the, I think the whole show is so Charlotte is at this kind of mixer, I guess, for, uh, for, yeah. a for the synagogue mixer for Jewish singles. Yeah. yeah. And these other women are being super catty and they're like, all we got left is the baldies and the fatties. She's like, I'm looking for my baldy. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, oh, Charlotte could only hope that it was her baldy. And then he shows up and he says, I, and, uh, and he says that being away from you made it all the more clear how much I love you. I don't care if you ever marry me. I just want to be with you. I would be lucky to have you if you can forgive me. And then he says, that's not enough. And he proposes. It was so good. Oh, what? Oh my gosh. Kristen, I can't get through this. Kristen Davis in this scene, the way she has tears welling up in her eyes, but she's she will not cry. She will not like let them fall down her cheeks. But she's like, call me Harry. And it's just oh, so know. sweet. And then I laugh so hard at the women who's like, oh, we'll come back next week. They're like, okay, if she yeah. got engaged in like two minutes. <laughs> oh. I'm so coming back next week. The caddy so women. So great. It was so funny. And uh, yeah, it's probably my one of my favorite moments of the whole show. Oh, I if not agree. my favorite. It is just pitch perfect. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Uh, we have the guy showing up with a coconut at the cherry thing, which is really funny. Last 10 pack with this man. Yeah. I mean, because if you're going to open a coconut, you you need a mallet and a and a, <laughs> a thing to pound it into. You do, but he... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was funny and she wanted to tell Berger about it uh, and so but then Berger shows up and they with car, pink carnations and uh, and then the next morning there's a post-it note and it says I'm sorry I can't don't hate me so the carnations get thrown to the floor <laughs> I love when Sarah I love a moment where Carrie Bradshaw just loses her gosh darn mind. Yes. She did it when she threw the McDonald's food at, at the at wall big. at Biggs. Yeah. And then when she just smashed the carnations <laughs> off the table. I don't know. She's just so great. But um, yeah. yeah, I bet it was 
interesting for Ron Livingston to like be reading the script or maybe he knew before he read yeah. the script that he was getting written out, but just like, Oh, good. I'm back. Okay. Maybe I have a, you know, reconciling with Carrie and then being like, Oh, that's, oh, that's my move. That's <laughs> how I end, but it's so iconic. And it's, it's yeah. Great. I mean, now it would definitely be a text message, I think for sure. But I mean, there is just something bizarre to me about like being with somebody and then the next morning having this such a dramatic change yeah especially i think with the fact that he took the break and went to his house and was decompressing almost like if he was at his house thinking about this and like you said say it was nowadays and he could text message her that but that would make more sense to me. Like, okay, you're away, all that's going on. But the fact that he was actually with her and wanted to work things out and then bailed really kind of boggled my mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's, it's rude to at least not have some kind of conversation to just leave a note like that is, and not even like a letter. <laughs> I guess yeah. it'd be one thing if it was like a, a, a letter. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it, it, it's, at least Aiden had the, he might've left the, uh, the, um, uh, the deed, not removal. The, what's the, it called? The deed to the house or yeah, whatever. The, the, yeah, um, the eviction. He yeah. might've left her with an eviction uh, paper in the, in the letter, but at least he talked to her about it first and she helped oh, her with her toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there was like, Aiden is such a kind person, right? I mean, yeah. But burger. It's like you're going to bail with the post-it note like and you're a writer and you don't have more to see than that. Right. Uh so I, I still though I think I'm going to give this episode a 10. It this is, is a yeah. It's a great episode. I mean one of my favorites. It's a perfect Sex and the City episode. Charlotte gets proposed to post-it note breakup like it, it, Carrie gets arrested. Well not gets arrested but mm -hmm. like you know they i think the end where they're all giggling after the whole marijuana debacle in oh the yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna talk about it's that just so it's just so again peak sex in the city and you realize it's like yeah, i just love these women together so much mm -hmm. yeah and the wait is it do they get high in is it this episode or oh, the wait, next episode? Is it the next one? Next episode they got high. But yeah, oh, no, but it's right because it's the same day because she's like, this can't be the day that I got broken up by a post-it note, but it's the beginning of yeah. oh so take that but it, I, it, I'm sorry, friends. No, that's okay. But it is a good episode as far as Miranda dealing with with work and uh her growth as a character. It's a really good episode as far as is this iconic post-it note breakup and uh, with Carrie as Charlotte getting proposed to, it's a really good one. But Is this one too, where Miranda has the her face on the baby mobile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. love that. So yeah. yeah, you're right. They packed a lot into this. They really did. So then we have episode seven, which is the post-it always sticks twice. <laughs> And so Charlotte is in her engaged bubble. She is super happy, uh, but, but she feels like when she says everything happens for a reason, if I hadn't been with Trey, then I wouldn't have met Harry kind of a thing, which, uh, I think that it is interesting to kind of go back. It's certain like peak points in your life and think, okay, like what are the decisions that ended up getting me there? Like, um, the fact that, uh, my, uh, so my, I don't think my sister wouldn't have, wouldn't have met her husband 
if I hadn't, if my family hadn't moved to California because I ended up going to community college my senior year because my ACT score wasn't very high. So I, I wouldn't have gotten into BYU just off of that. Yeah. But the fact that I had a whole year of, of A's in college because I didn't have any friends and I could, you know, I was just work because I family that just helps. moved there. Right. Yeah. And so I, I got in there and then my sister decided to go to college with me, go to BYU with me, even though she was two years younger. Um, so she came out and that's when she met her husband and then, uh, and you know the rest that. is history so you just look at all the little pieces that had to fall into place to make that happen i don't think that everything in the whole world is like that but i do think there's like peak things in life that you could kind of look back and be like okay i think god was guiding me to yeah. this moment yeah and i love the way charlotte is able to just appreciate that and sort of encourage that same appreciation in others mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's fun it's also could be super irritating too especially for carrie when she just like doesn't want to see the bigger picture right now she just wants to be angry and frustrated at, at, at burger for doing this and that's fair because it is the same day of i love that we get two episodes out of the post-it note because it is mm-hmm. so funny yeah well and so they have this new club bed which is kind of hilarious this I mean, it feels like a real club that could really exist and probably has. Really. Yeah, probably. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, Miranda kind of has a meet cute with some guy from uh, in the club club bed. That was really cute because she's wearing her skinny jeans. Yes. She's feeling good. She's looking good. I mean, more importantly, she's confident again. Mm-hmm. She's always been beautiful and you like looked great, but she doesn't like she's never I don't know this is the first time I've seen her have real confidence with it yeah and there was some good fashion in this episode not only what they wore to the club although I thought Samantha's Samantha's outfit was strange with the New York dolls dress yeah I was like interesting yeah weird there's actually a really good documentary it's called New York doll uh about the uh the one of the lead singers of the New York Dolls that really? ended up yes that ended up becoming more uh becoming a Mormon, which is just you wouldn't expect. So it's kind of interesting. No, you wouldn't. But yeah. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, documentary. But um, so Smith is struggling with all of this, uh, and, he, and he says, "How did I get hooked up with such an amazing girlfriend?" And that makes Samantha anxious nervous and she says oh when you go on trl uh you shouldn't say that you have a girlfriend that that's going to hurt your career so then he goes on trl which they watch in this this dumpy bar that they're at uh, and he says exactly what samantha told him to say and then she does she doesn't like it i love that moment she's watching him and it's like this doesn't feel right either not being someone special but he likes her. He mm-hmm. really likes her. And he wants to tell people he has a girlfriend. He's the one who said the G word, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I like for him, at least her age isn't a problem at all. He doesn't really even see it. And also he's not doing the whole like cougar thing, which I hate. Yes. It, he just likes her. Like yeah. Smith is the most well-adjusted, loving, awesome partner. I like that they didn't make him an idiot. 
because yeah. he's so handsome and young that I could see it'd be like, oh, the, the young, dumb boyfriend who's an actor and a model. But they didn't do that. He's a really good person. And we see even more of that later. And I just love him. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Uh, and so Charlotte's saying, oh, she's not going to have bridesmaids at her wedding. And they're all like, yay. <laughs> uh-huh. But she is feeling like she can't do a big wedding. She can't do because she already did it. And it would be awkward because it's not like just that she already did it. She barely did it. Yeah. So yeah. That would be awkward. Yeah. Because I mean, even I, I would be supportive of my friend or anything, but even I would just be kind of like, didn't I just go to that person's wedding? Like what, what is yeah, happening? Like, it's tricky because it's too bold. Like I feel like she deserves to be celebrated because this is her true love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a similar situation with a really good friend of mine who she got married right out of college and I was friends with her and her husband. I was in the wedding. It was great. And then a few years later, that she ended up marrying someone else that we also went to college with and really tight. I'm still really good friends with her, but like I had a show and I, I didn't cancel the show to be at the wedding because I love her and I wanted to be there, but it was also just like, yeah, it's tricky. It's really tricky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and especially people do these vow renewals. I'm just like, do you really expect me to give you two presents? Like how many times am I gonna have to? Nothing do this? has happened. You're just. I mean, I guess it's. I I I can understand why they want to do it just for themselves, but to invite people, I think is very weird. Well, especially when I think we need to normalize in our culture more celebrating other things like promotions and career success yeah. and other things that happen. If we did do that, then I'm all about celebrating. But does that? I don't know. Am yeah. I making sense? I mean, like, I'm fine. As long as I don't have to bring a present, I guess I'm fine going to the arena. But I, if it, it just seems like a lot to, to expect a present for a, a non, there's nothing. You're just making this up. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a vow for no, like, You're like what's happening here. Nothing actually has happened. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense to anyone who has vow <laughs> renewals. I just, if you invite me, I'm not bringing a present. I'll be there. Yes. Um, anyway, so then we have Carrie Seesberger's friends there. And I don't know if we had been introduced to these people before. I I can't remember. But uh, these I guys. Don't, they don't seem like they'd be Burger's friends also, by the way. Yeah. I feel like you'd have cool writer friends or just guys yeah. that are better than this. Yes. Ew. Yes, I thought the same thing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, she goes over there. And she's trying to be all like cool, and she says that uh, that Burger is bad in bed at the bed club, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, and Burger says uh, that uh, the I mean the the friend Burger's friend says that you would that maybe you'd get psycho <laughs> the psycho bitch. Uh, Yes. Uh, so that, that offends her and, and she just says, there's no good way to break up. Uh, but, uh, 
I mean, he says, the friend says, there's no good way to break up. And she says, yes, there is to have the guts to actually have an uncomfortable breakup conversation. I do kind of agree that there, I don't think there's necessarily like a great way to break up. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I think you should have more than a post-it if it's an extended relationship. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's wild that they're even trying to defend this. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. There's no great way, but we know that that ain't it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they go to this other bar trying to find weed. (laughs) Desperate search of weed. Yes. Uh And uh, there's like peanuts on the floor. It's like a country Western bar kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And that's where they watch TRL. And uh, so then Samantha makes out with this guy at the bar because it's like revenge on Smith for not saying he had a girlfriend revenge on Smith for doing exactly what she told him to do. Yes. Uh And then turns out his girlfriend is there, the guy that she kisses and it gets all mayhem, mayhem. I mean, that guy gross. Oh yeah. (laughs) She's not into it. This is where you see a sadness to Samantha that, it's not just about her being free, which I could get. It's about her being terrified of commitment. And that's where my heart goes out to her. Yeah. And and I think that she is just afraid of change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that, uh, that things aren't going to last or that, uh, I don't know. I just think she has, she seems like a super confident person, but she actually has a lot of insecurities too. Absolutely. Yeah. So they get the pot and they get pretty slammed. (laughs) Uh, I've never, I've never smoked a pot. I know shocker, but uh, it felt, (laughs) it felt funny to me. It felt realistic there. (laughs) They, the, the giggles that they had, like they were, cracking me up like they just were they just were so like it felt like church giggles or like sleepover giggles you know what I mean and that that, which which felt different than like they consume a lot of alcohol on this show but we don't see them drunk that much and when we see them drunk it's like Carrie being way too overserved and getting sick or something so yeah like she was at um Vogue yes and that doesn't look fun, but man, they look like they're having fun. Yes. And we know that, yeah, we know Carrie is at least with alcohol. She's a quick, quick drunk. Yes. It doesn't take much. No. Uh, so I don't know if that's true also with pot, but anyway, Seems she gets like arrested it. and they're telling the officer about the breakup by post-it note, which was really funny. And she puts the post-it note on the window. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> right to the window. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's hilarious how she's got like, like her hood up and she turns around and she's smoking a doobie. Yes. And, um, and so then Charlotte, by the end, she does say, I want you to be my bridesmaids, but you can wear whatever dress. You don't have to be in matching dresses. Yeah. It, so it, This is such friendship feels for me. Yeah. And her ring is massive. I mean, that's yeah. So Harry's big. doing quite well. 
Uh-huh. He's getting all those New York City divorces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ring probably costs a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it not even more. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> So there we go. That is, uh, and I did like at the beginning when Samantha said the, says the MFR is concise at least. Yep. <laughs> yep. She may, see, she's being real fun these yeah. days. I'm into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so what would you give this one? I really like this one too. I, I would give this one a 9.5 or a 10. Like just at the end when Carrie's laughing and she's like, it'll mm-hmm. be the day I got arrested for smoking a doobie. And they're all <laughs> laughing at the table. And yeah, I just think it's so fun. I think I like the last one a l- little bit better, but I would say it's a 9.5. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I was going to say a nine, but it's in that ballpark yeah. for sure. So let us know what you think of this, uh, these three episodes. We would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter and uh, make sure that you're following the podcast on Mix pod and home Peace podcast, all of our social media, Jack's where can people find you at Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. And you can find us at steady girls pod also on Twitter. And I try to share whenever I see anything that's sex in the city related on there. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Check out all of that, including City Girls Pod merch. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.